برنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cave. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from me, Jamil. A very good morning and a warm welcome to this morning's edition of Programs of Religion on a Friday. It's a Friday Nasiha program and that's to keep us in a spiritual frame of mind as we head towards the Mubarak Waqt of Jumu'ah. If I look at the dates, I had a look this morning, 6th of Rabi'al Awal, Allahu Akbar. And uh, a very, very, once more and also to all of you, we extend to you a Juma Mubarak, a Juma Karim. May you experience a day filled with a lot of upliftment. Well, this is the program in which we bring in some of our various respected ulama to share Nasiha with us. And this morning we have the pleasure of having Sheikh Muhammad Farid Majid. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum to you. Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Jamil, how are you? Alhamdulillah, they're probably going to say last week he had Maulana Asim Qasim Elsie's River. Now he's got the Imam of Bella. He himself lives in Bella. What gaat aan Sheikh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you with us again, to Shina Sheikha. And uh, what are we focusing on, Sheikh? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Before we share with the listeners what we're sharing, I would like to inform the listeners that our honorable brother Jamil has been sick for a very long time, and I take this opportunity to make special du'a for him. Amen. May Allah Ta'ala grant him his health and his strength. Amen. And to continue doing what he's been doing here at the Voice of the Cape. I don't know for how many years. It's over a hundred. Good one. Uh, it's, Good one. it's been a, a pleasure and it's and it's an, I tell you what, it's a bit of upliftment if you're at home on your own, knowing that normally you are active within the community. Yes. And nobody phones to check. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden you get swamped. It sort of lifts your spirit and uh, you know, makes you feel happy and glad knowing that there are people thinking of you. So Alhamdulillah I need, I need to say shukran to all those who've responded, young and old. I still get messages. Um but it's certainly been a special medicine that I simply needed. Shukran I came here this morning and I said to the Jamil I was chatting to one of my siblings about Jamil Wallace during the course of the week and yeah Allah Ta'ala grant me I haven't seen that man for a while and when I walk in here this morning he is standing in front of me mm. Alhamdulillah healthy my mouth always says unkrit for Ghani that's your view not ours uh. we don't think that of you ever uh, may Allah Ta'ala grant you like I've said earlier on I said I repeat it again may Allah Ta'ala grant you strength to do what you've been doing Allah for Allah. many years Amen. Amen. serving our community through the voice of the Cape, Alhamdulillah. But if I also do realize that there are people, uh, particularly this morning, there's a blind lady in Manenberg. Yes. The voice of the Cape is her company. And many others who are homebound, particularly our elderly people. Yeah. Um, we keep them company. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Very good. Um, to answer your question, Jamil, our topic today, inshallah ta'ala, character and good manners. Soos Oosie en Afrikaans Manere en mooi geate That's what we grew up with mm, You can't buy it Definitely not Definitely not 
That's one of the things you can't buy. You need to develop it. And it's very much possible for every person to develop that beautiful character shown to us to, by the person who was born in this month. The greatest human being that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created for the guidance of mankind and more than guidance for mercy. Allah says it in the Quran, We have not seen thee, but as a mercy unto mankind. That is Nabi Muhammad. We're very happy and very glad and proud to say that we had a leader and a master and a chief in command called Rasulullah, Nabi Muhammad. I prefer to say Rasulullah over and above Nabi Muhammad. Um, the reasons? Yeah, there is a reason, definitely. Okay. Allah sent to this world 124,000 prophets and messengers. Whom we know 25 only. Out of that, there were messengers and prophets. Every messenger is a prophet, but every prophet is not a messenger. A prophet is someone who received a book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make a distinction between the mm. two. Ah, maaf, apologize. A messenger is someone who received a book from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a prophet is someone that followed the law and the command of the messenger that came before him. Like Nabi Musa Nabi Isa Nabi Dawood, Nabi Nuh and our Nabi Muhammad They were the messengers, as some ulama say, they were the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the others were prophets. Both are direct appointment from Allah Ta'ala. It's not something that you can study for, or your standing or your position in a community, or in the world, no. It is a direct appointment that Allah Ta'ala has appointed to go and inform the people that you are the prophet or the messenger of Allah Ta'ala. It's not something that you become a hafid or alim, mm. a doctor or lawyer that you study for six, seven, eight years. It is not a wali, um, uh, a friend of Allah Ta'ala that you could become, no. You only become a prophet by direct appointment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala via Jibreel Other than that, no. And the loss of those prophets and messengers was on Nabi Muhammad Rasulullah Coming to our topic, um, Abdul Jamil, that we're going to speak here about today, inshallah ta'ala, is character building and manners between people, civilization. And to start off with... Yes. Mm. To interrupt, we are going to go for an ad break very, very shortly, but... When we come back, we speak about the... Yes, I will give you proper time so that we can take it in, because when I drove to work this morning, the first thing... You know, getting up, getting ready, I looked at the Islamic calendar, mm. sixth of Rabi Yes. And I thought, wow, well, you know, we are in that month where the Gregorian calendar mm. is at its festivities. Yes. And it this is. is why I was so delighted when Sheikh Riyad Fatar told me what you are going to be talking on. I thought, absolutely. This is this is the the medicine that we need for mm. this time of the year. Of course it is. Um, seeing it is the month in which the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, was born, born and Allah mm. granted him to dwell amongst us. So, yeah. But let's take the ad break. Back with you after this. 
البرنامج عالدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of the Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more to our Friday Nasiha program, Programs of Religion on a Friday. We have the pleasure, the privilege of having with us Sheikh Muhammad Farid Majid, Imam of Masjid Nasrillah. Affectionately, the self-help mosque. Very big mosque, uh, was quite involved there at a while. And uh, Sheikh this morning sharing some valuable, valuable information with us, particularly concerning this time of the year, Sheikh. Shukram de Jamil. We stopped at this particular ayah that speaks about the character, the sublime character of our beloved Rasulullah, on Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in which Allah Taala says, "Wa innaka langala khuluqin azim." Indeed, your character is of a sublime nature. It's the highest level of character mm-hmm. that the person can emulate and aspire to, not imitate. We emulate and we aspire to that character that is called Akhlaqu Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We get the khuluq and the khalq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We don't aspire to his creation, the way in which Allah created him. Allah created us all in a different way, in pieces, etc. But we aspire to his character. That's a real beauty within a human being. When people see your character, the way Allah Taala created us, we remain like that. Um, our features, our length, um, how short we are, etc., until until we die. In the Hadith of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Master himself says, "Inna ma bangistul yutami ma makarim al akhlaq," that I have been sent for the perfection and completion of beautiful character. That's the reason why I've been sent. So that people can see into my lifestyle and into my character, the way I deal, the way I speak to people, the way I dress people, etc. Um, the way I handle people, the way they are surrounded around Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah says in one of those eyes of the Quran, وَلَوْكُنْتَ فَضَّنْ If you had been impolite, غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ harsh-hearted. The Sahaba would have dispersed from around you. They would have run away from you because you're too harsh. But Nabi Sallallahu was the total opposite of that. He knew how to win people. One day, a person came to the masjid of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he urinated on the place where people make salah. And the Sahaba jumped up, wanted to grab him by the scarf of his neck and throw him out of the masjid. And Nabi Sallallahu stopped him. You stop, you hold on. In a beautiful manner, much beautiful than I'm saying it here today. And he said to the Sahaba, let him finish. And he finished hearing it. And after he finished, Nabi Sallallahu called for buckets of water. And the Sahaba went to fetch the buckets of water and he asked them to clean up. And Nabi Sallallahu said not only to this person, the Bedouin, but to the entire Sahaba, listen for all of us. This is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't refer people to come in here and urinate where they want to. There's a place to do that, in privacy. So we learn to use lesson out of the character of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So many other things that surround this incident. But the point that we look at here is the character, how Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam dealt with the incident. Mm. When a person did wrong in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
We saw some saw what the person did. Um, and just before the salah, he observed silence, leads the salah. After the salah finish, he got up and said, Mali why do I see some people do such and such a thing? No one knew who it was. Only the Vishwasam and Allah Ta'ala, of course. Mm. Not to expose the person. This good character. The guilty person would know. If it was me, oh, I did that. I shouldn't do it again. Mm. But he never exposed me. Because the other people around me would remember it. And at some stage in my life, people would bring it up. Okay, the fitna. So by no one knowing, only the Nabi Sallallahu knew uh, that person would not be exposed and everyone learned the lesson from what is done. So when we speak about character building in Jamil, there's so many groupings that I've made here between various um, uh, uh, people. We start off first with the slave and his creator. That is Allah Ta'ala and, and creation. Between myself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another grouping is the parent and the child. Yes. Yeah. Third grouping is husband and wife. There's another grouping, teacher and student. Then there's the siblings, brothers and sisters. Then there's colleagues whom we work with in the workplace. Then we have an enemy also. Oh, yes. Yeah. To start off with the slave and the creator, Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gives people, it's so important in our lives that we give people chance because Allah Ta'ala give us so many chances. When there's a direct command from a, uh, we compare it with a parent and a child. As mama know for me for ogen sê, as jy nou kraag iets as hier, dan sorg jy as jy die kids in school maak. Very clear. It's a direct instruction. We all free today. It's going to take me half an hour. Maximum. To clean the kitchen. So I follow that command. This is between parent and child. If I disobey her, that would be rude and disrespectful. Now we compare this between the slave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala told us 1400 odd years ago that nothing less, nothing more. Not doing it is disrespectful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now we ask ourselves the question. Out of 1.5 billion people across the globe, how many of them observe Salah five times? Many of them don't. Only Allah Allah protect us. Now when a person ignore the Mu'adhin Hayal al-Salah and Hayal al-Falah, he decides, Does Allah take him to task? No. He knows it again tomorrow. He ignores it again for a week, for a month, he ignores it. Some of us even ignore it for years on end. And when we grow old, we come to 50, we come to 60 years old, we start to realize, man, I have a creator. And he's responsible for me breathing, talking, seeing, hearing, and all these things. When we're going to come back, inshallah, ta'ala, we'll speak further on our respect towards our creator. Beautiful. Our guest here, Sheikh Muhammad Farid Majid, back with you after this. Programs of Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more to our Friday Nasiha program. Still with us, Sheikh uh, Muhammad Farid Majid. 
focusing on particularly the month that we're in, the auspicious month of Rabiul Awal, and as I said this morning, the antidote that we need for this period of the year. And we've got Sheikh here to remind us that we need to adhere to and particularly pay focus on the life of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and take some more examples of what he left for us, Sheikh. Yeah, it's a very broad life in which our constitution was developed and completed. And today we take a leaf out of that life of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu speaking about his character. There's many other things that made up the Nabi Muhammad The best for me, Sheikh, was when I read how he was with young children. Allahu Akbar, it softens the heart. Now speaking about young children, before we go further, um, Sina Anas Anu, he says, Khadam to Rasulullah sallallahu I served Nabi Muhammad sallallahu Rasulullah sallallahu for ten years. Not once did he say to me for something that I've done that was not supposed to. Why did you do this? Or for something that I was supposed to do that I didn't. Why didn't you do it? And one day Nabi Muhammad sallallahu sent me on, on a chore to go do something for him. So I went and I came past uh, the souk, the marketplace where children were playing. And I saw them playing and I interacted with them. I played, played, played. To the point where he forgot what he was supposed to do. And after a while, he was standing there playing and he just felt someone here behind him. And he turned around. And he saw his Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam just calmly asked him, Did you go as I commanded you? And he just listened to his answer. He says, Naam ya Rasulullah he just said calmly, Naam, Afalul An. And I'm sure the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw right through him and yes. probably smiled. <laughs> Brilliant. Now this is what children now here comes in. Before we get to the parent and the child, just remember our respected parents, our position of authority over our children and the authority that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has over creation. First and foremost, respect goes to our Creator Allah Ta'ala. For how many years did we disobey Allah Ta'ala? We still disobey Allah Ta'ala on a daily basis. Moments in our life. Every day there's moments that we disobey Allah, even the wrong thought. Now this is a, a disrespect as levels. Um, when Adhan goes and I'm busy with something, I couldn't make it to go to the masjid, but I make salah at home. There's a, a very minor level of, I wouldn't call this respect, but it's better to go to the masjid. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has huge amount of patience. Huge. To the point where people, at the, at the end of the cycle of their lives, they start to think and they start to realize, mm-hmm. I have a creator above me that I need to worship and obey. All this is called respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
When a person does that after 30, 40 years, 50 years even, or maybe even more, and he depends sincerely unto Allah Ta'ala, promising Allah that he will never go back to that life that was. And he believe Allah Ta'ala has forgiven him, he died, and that's it, and Allah has indeed forgiven him. This is all got to do with respect to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Unlike the person who, who outrightly say, what? I must worship a creator. No way. I'll never. I have a right to do that. I have a right to say that. I have a right to believe that. Democratically, yes, you have a right. Remember, in life there's only two C's. There's choice and there's consequence. Everyone has a choice to do what he wants to do. Remember, there's a consequence. For every good deed, there's a reward. For every bad and evil deed, there will be serious consequences afterwards in the year after. Now, that is respect between the slave and the creator. Particularly in this month that we call the, uh, what, festive season? Yeah, this is Mad the silly season. Silly season. Some call it that. Mm. We call it the season of the birth of Rasulullah. Mm. So beautiful that Allah Ta'ala has honored us with such a person. And I'm going to say what I've said at one of the Palestinian programs. Just think for a moment that if Allah had not sent Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu no Islam, no Islam whatsoever, what would we be today? We'd be no different from the non-Muslim, no different. We would go around and drink liquor, possibly sleep with his wife, and then kill one another. We would live like hooligans. But because Allah Ta'ala has sent us the deen of Islam, we look seriously into it, and we saw the beauty of it. We saw character building in that deen of Islam. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised us and elevated us to levels even that higher of Malaika Ali Musa. Not higher, that, not higher than Anbiya, Prophets and Messengers, but higher than that of Malaika Ali Musa. Man can reach that level. Very possible that he could reach the level higher than Malaika Ali Musa. So, when we say to our parents, I'm one of them, I have three children, I still fight with them. They're big. And I fight with them. Stand up, We will see the fruits and the benefit of this when we grow older. And they will also see it when they come our age. Because that's what I see today. I saw it in my parents, how they had to fight with me. Get up, go do this, do that. They had to fight with us for very long. I knew my parents for 48 years. And they had to fight with me for 48 years. And I have no regrets whatsoever. In fact, I'm, I'm so glad, I'm so proud, I'm so happy that they fought with me. Because they brought out the best in all of us. They never took me to task. They kept on making du'a. That's why it's very important, the Jamil, that we should be very careful what we say. We as parents. They can go to Moscow sometime or the other. May Allah Ta'ala forgive us. Um, maybe just when, when, when we're so busy with something and parents come and ask um, this or that. Ya Ramam I heard something some time ago and it always bothered me. Is there any 
substance to it. Uh, when we as parents are told, wees voorzichtig wat jy vir jou kind sê, of wat jy vir hom of haar wens, ja. Allah mag het net accept. Yes, it's Allah true. Yes, As very true. As very true. We get so emotional. Sometimes we get hurt by our children. And we get so emotional. We say, mag het sê vrek. Wang nie ade bila. Oh, oh, oh. Sê gaat die verander nie. You'll never change. Wang nie ade bila, my Allah ta'ala protect our tongues on this. Then just at that moment, Allah accept the dua. Then what happened to the child? We to blame. Who said it? We said it. No one else did. So be very careful what we say unto our children. It's going to be that child one day, when he grows up, when he becomes mature, and he starts to think about his life, about the past that he's had, and who influenced him to where he is today, that he said unto himself, you know, my man, I think they deserve my everlasting dua. Allah. And that's when they raise their hands, Allah forgive me and forgive my parents. Because they are the suburb that I am, what I am, who I am, where I am today, everything that I've achieved ever in my life. First and foremost, they are the suburb that I'm Muslim. Because through them I came into the dunya. Allah created me, yes. But Allah Ta'ala made them, they were, they were the tools that I'm in the world. As I'm a tool here today. To, sh- to share with the listeners what, what I'm sharing. Was it my vehicle? Yeah, it was the vehicle. Um, we're nothing more than that. We're the mm-hmm. slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're proud to say we're the slaves of Allah ta'ala. That Allah ta'ala is using us um, uh, for the positive uh, of humanity. Allah. To take them out of the darkness into the nur and the day of the deen of Islam. This between parent and child. Maman, buya, remember... There is going to be a time when our children misbehave. We seldom find in society there's those gifted children. We call them gifts. I have a sibling like that in my family. Um, uh, real gifts. They seldom disobey. Very seldom. You have to look very deep. And, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I need to describe you as a person. I can't really see what you've done wrong towards our parents as I've done it on mm-hmm. so many occasions. So uh, this is where we speak about siblings. We take a leaf out of that also and we learn from that character of that person as a stepping stone towards the character of our Rasulullah. This between parent and child. We would like to touch on also husband and wife. This is very important. Um... It is the month of the 16th days of activism. Oh, yes. In the spirit of the Jamil, there's positives and negatives both ways, the husband and the wife. Let's focus on the husband first and his duties that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordained upon him with regards to his wife. There's many. The duties of the husband outweighs the duty of the wife by far. I'm going to just mention three of it. He has to give shelter, he has to feed her, and he has to cloth her. She don't have to do that, even if she earns a salary. Now, respected wives, the, all of us that's listening, 
Don't use this as a tool against your husband, please. It's so unfair. One of the Sahaba, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh, one of them went to Rome, to Kisa and to Khaisar. And they saw the people there making sujood for that king. And he came back into Medina and he standing, stood in front of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he wanted to make sujood for Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, Ya San Mahada, what's this you doing? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I saw those people there making sujood for their king. You are our king here in Medina. So it's only appropriate that we make sujood for you. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, Ma'anao, sujood is made only for one. That's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if it had been possible that human being can make sujood for another human, I would have commanded the wife make sujood for her, wife, for her husband. Because of the rights that she has over him. She has many rights. Many rights a wife has over the husband. I must have a kushi, I must have a kliyarhi, I must have a She don't have to cook. She don't have to do the washing. She don't have to clean the house. She don't have to rear the children. Even. She don't even have to breastfeed them. It is culture and tradition in our society that we, you and I, the Jamil, grew up in a house but mama makasohet for us because out of love for, for daddy and the children that she did what she did for for ya. Cool. <laughs> It's so many. It's not a duty. Now, as a husband, I'm one of them. When we work nine to five, that doesn't excuse us from the duty of coming home and maybe do the dishes or do the washing, whatever it is. If we're in a position to do it, we do it. We're not going to say, you ladylike. I'm still the husband. I can do this if I'm able to do it. Then go ahead. And in the event where I don't want to do the desire, I have that right also as a husband. I got this one, my good. Yes, so true. Now, when I say I don't want to do the dishes today or for this week, no problem. I got Yakada. Are you prepared to do that? Yes, then no problem. Pay the person. To do that for us, inshallah ta'ala. Our wives and our mothers do this because out of love for the husband and the children. On the other hand, the rights of the husband, very important to realize this also, that when a husband invites, there's all character, invite the wife to bed to come and see if she cannot refuse him under any circumstances. The only two Occasions where she's allowed is when she's in a state of a period mm -hmm. and a nifas. Then he's not allowed to sleep with her. When she does, langanat al-malaika. If she does refuse her husband, the angels, they curse her until the next day. May Allah Ta'ala protect us from this. Also, there's only one issue. It certainly must be... Uh, you know, people would probably raise their eyebrows, but there must be a very, very good and valid uh, yes, sometimes reason behind I'll it. Sometimes the wife is sick. Uh. 
Zit die vloer misschien? Nee, maar wat ik nog meen, die ander die, de flip side. Ja. Het gaat misschien, gaat die man nou een beetje rond, kijk, oh, je nou wat hem sê, kijk. Hoe gaat het dat? I want you just to hold that thought, yeah. Yeah. our guest here with us, by now you probably know, Sheikh uh, Mohammed Farid Majid, back with you after this. Programs of Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more to our Friday Nasiha program with Sheikh Farid Majid. I'm certain there are many listening to us now. You probably have a comment that you want to make because what we are focusing here on is probably the life or the life of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But it sprays into various avenues and Sheikh has been covering some of that for us. But again, I need to remind you this is the month, the antidote that we need for all the activities. I said earlier on the silly season. Then I realized here, I've got family and very close friends who are Christian mm-hmm. and they are highly, highly religious. Even my neighbors around me, mm. we care for one another. So yes. I didn't mean it in a, in a sense where I'm saying, um, I know how they celebrate the 25th of December and what it means to them. So over to you. We'll try to conclude this one on husband and wife. You know, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha, She was, of all Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu wives that he had, she was most lovable to him. Mm-hmm. This was after the death of Sayyidina Khadija. Yeah. He was married to Khadija Anna, for 25 years alone. Mm-hmm. After her demise, he married all the other wives. Now, on one occasion, don't know what happened exactly, but Sayyidina Aisha was furious. She was cross with Nabi Sallallahu and she said, she used those words that I'm going to say now, until the tazamu annaka Nabi, tangjit is a Nabi, jaykan. Yeah, in, in the stone that I'm talking. Yeah, there's emotion taking place. Fataba Sama Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Nabi Sallallahu only smiled. He never responded. Now we take a lesson out of this, a huge lesson for us husbands. Huge lesson for us. Muni responded. Just quiet. The quiet person won't win. You win the heart by not responding. And remember, whatever you're going to say now is the start of a new argument. Yeah, no, it's fuel on the fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blaze storm. Blaze storm. <laughs> oh, you don't the... want to keep quiet. Go out of the room. Mm. Get in your car. Go to the house. drink and go back. Until the anger subsides. Remember, there's no difference between a drunk and an angry person. They speak the same language, you die and you die. Mm. How could you? Etc. You understand? So, this is between husband and wife. Both parties must remember in a marriage, two people can't be angry and cross at the same time. Ian is quiet and Ian is Because the calm person, whoever it is of the two, that is the person that will control the situation. That is a person that will bless the fire. We must just think before we do something or before we say something. Mm. Sometimes we say some things and you wish you'd never say that, but you can't retract it. We can't. We can't. We can't. It's been said. You can't retract it, as you say. Now, also what brings a lot of love and compassion in a marriage is... Um, When a husband steps into the house and his wife 
she sits there without him saying, this is very crucial. Without him saying or asking for anything, he just steps into the house coming from work from a holiday. She doesn't know what type of day he had at the office or where he was, but whichever company. He steps into the house and asks him, uh, don't ask anything. She just go into the kitchen, hears it, switch on the kettle. Or when it's a hard day, bring her a glass of cold water. It, it says so much about her character. She wins mm. his heart totally and completely. Alhamdulillah, mm. it's so great. It's so fantastic. And the reverse of that is also true. Mm. When a husband can do this for the wife, it's that you understand. Um, my wife had a broken ankle now on the 50th birthday. Uh, she's recovering well, alhamdulillah. But for a couple of times in the six weeks or so, I stood in front of the stove. <laughs> yes, I did, and she guided me. Okay. From and while I stood there, I stood there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I never said anything. I just thought mm. it in my mind and said, How long have you been doing this? For years. Don't wait for it to ask you. Take one day out of the week or one day out of the month and take her to wherever where she can sit still and be waited upon, etc. You understand? And do what is necessary. It brings so much love and compassion to a person's life. This is where Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Amongst the signs of Allah Ta'ala is that He created for your spouses. So that you can dwell with him. And so that Allah can place between the two of you spouses mercy and compassion and love. And it's true. Allah does that. On condition, of course. You obey Allah's commands. Not one of the two. Be very careful of this. Not husband must obey Allah. Or not wife must obey Allah at the expense of the other. Both must obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah ta'ala brings harmony into that marriage. So beautiful. I would like to move on from this one and speak about... Okay. Uh, that's going to be a very important one. I think... Let's take an ad break okay. quickly, Sheikh. The very last one. And Sheikh will continue just after this. Only on the voice of the king. Welcome back once more to the last segment of this morning's edition of Programs of Religion on a Friday. And Sheikh Farid Majitia was focusing on akhlaq and adab during the holidays. Sheikh, I don't think we have the time yet to go through all the aspects of it, but I'm certain Sheikh has touched on many important ones. And many, obviously, that strikes a chord with you at home. And I'm hoping that you would take what Sheikh is sharing with us to heart this morning, inshallah, and spread it amongst others. Sheikh, over to you. In the last five minutes, we're going to touch on the siblings, teaching students, colleagues, and enemy in the working place. When we are reminded of a weakness in ourselves, don't become emotional. Mm-hmm. Listen to what the person is saying and evaluate what he's saying and ask yourself honestly the question, is this true what he's saying? Be honest with yourself first. If this is true what he's saying, then I need to change this about me. Or I need to become this, what he is saying, what he wants me to become. This is mature thinking. Not emotional thinking. 
When I'm told by my Remember the best person to judge you If you're married is your wife Or your husband They'll say it to you As my wife told me once upon a time What my weakness is I asked her <laughs> I did I was bold and I said to myself Be open And be bold Because he's the best person to judge you mm. They know your ins and your outs And listen carefully and how you can improve and better yourself in that aspect. Don't be emotional and say to him, yourself. That's a defeatist attitude. I the bang of my to Nevertheless, we also speak about the respect for teacher and student. Between the two, it's, a, it's similar to parent and child. We speak about colleagues and enemy. Very important. Always respect your enemy. Don't try even to think about running him down because it will take you to task. Mm. Don't challenge him on the points that he's strong. He will destroy you. And with our colleagues, don't abuse the company. Appreciate what you have as a friend. Mm. Give us an example. Is something? Oh yes. Nah. I'll give you an example. This is a meal of myself. I have colleagues. Whom I work with, I see them often. I've known them for years. And on one occasion, I made a big mistake. Like you said earlier on, the words that were said hmm. can never be retracted. Can't pull it back. I regret it up to this point in time. And I've learned from them. They've given me a chance to rectify it. But they never said anything. And I realized, you're this for I'm so I was disgusted with myself But they gave me a chance They gave me such a great chance That today they, they love and respect me Oh, true friends Yes, absolutely true friends mm. Not even a million then or, or any It can't buy it mm. You have to win it yeah. Others would toss that into your face Time and again Now they <laughs> They're too mature to do that. Uh, no, but I'm saying... Yes, others you would. Know you, yeah. You're right. Others would do that mm. and take you to task. Only other people will protect us. I mean... There was once upon a time an argument between Abu Bakr al-Siddiq and one of the Sahaba about a piece of land that Nabi Salsam gave to the Sahabi. And Abu Bakr al-Siddiq said, that tree is going on my part of the land. The Sahabi said, no, it's mine. And then said Abu Bakr al-Siddiq said to this person a harsh word, a word of contempt that, that, that insulted him. <coughs> and he never responded. And Abu Bakr Siddiq said to this person, respond to me in the same manner that I did it to you. And it will be Qisar's uh, retribution. And he said, no, I won't respond to you in that way. I, I won't. And I'm, so Abu Bakr Siddiq said, then I'm going to Rasulullah and say, I said this to you and you didn't want to respond. And he said, okay, let's go to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the two of them went. And this person, whole family came behind and they said to him, you in the, Abu Bakr Siddiq is in the wrong. Why don't you take him to task? And he said to them, do you know who that is? That is the closest associate of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And why are you all following me? Go back home. Perhaps when you're following me, this will anger Abu Bakr Siddiq. And it will anger Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And it will anger Allah And it will all be destroyed And then the two of them came into the company of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to the Sahabi 
What's happening between you and Abu Bakr Siddiq? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, Abu Bakr Siddiq said to me such and such, and I didn't want to retaliate. Allah, Allah. And Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Good, you mm. don't retaliate. Amen. Amen. And Abu Bakr Siddiq cried, and he said, Because of you, Allah Ta'ala is going to forgive me. Mm. That's mercy and compassion between colleagues and friends. Absolutely. Sheikh, unfortunately, on that note, we've got to leave it. I could sit and chat here to you the whole day. You know, but I mentioned something to you earlier on that I always remember. Yes. And whenever I say this to myself, it reminds me of the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It goes something like this. Uh, Wealthy is the man who opens his arms and children fill it. They run into his arms. Yet. His hands are empty. So true. Allahu Akbar. That's beautiful. Sheikh, shukran very much. Very time. beautiful on that conclusion. <laughs> May Allah ta'ala grant you Jumu'ah Mubarak. Amin, amin. And to restore your health. Amin. And uh, the best for all of us. Amin. Shukran once more for your time with Afon. us here. That's Sheikh Farid Majid. Well, it's also time for the Sheikh. Salaam alaikum to you. Alaikum as-salam wa barakatuh.